Look who's here. It's the man cow. His destiny is still uncertain. Are you afraid of me, man cow? No. Sometimes fear is the only intelligent response. Don't you think? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast. You can find the show on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Uh, this is part two review of Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Uh, the reason why it's a part two, because you can hear the first part on the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast of uh, Carefree Black Nerd with Rain Coleman. He is a special guest on this episode. I couldn't wait to get in here to do this with him. Uh, go ahead and let him know where they can get you, bro. Man, what's up, y'all? This is Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. And uh, Twitter, the media way to get in touch with me, Carefree Blurred. Everywhere else, Carefree Black Nerd, all of the social medias. And, of course, come by, uh, take off your shoes, have a seat, and listen to Carefree Black Nerd. All that geeky shit about people of color and marginalized folks. That's my focus, and I'm so happy to be here today on this part two of the Mowgli show and shit. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, bro? Yeah. All right. So uh, we left off with uh, the fight uh, with Akila and the pack of wolves after he failed at his hunt, and Mowgli mm-hmm. and Mowgli and Shere Khan spotted each other in the middle of this fight, and Mowgli takes off running. Now he comes back. Because he's like, okay, I got to break up this fight with Akila and the pack of wolves. And he runs to the village where, you know, the where man stays, grabs like a branch and then lights it on fire, runs back to this fight. And they just, they're looking in disbelief. Akila's looking at him. Like, actually, no, not even looking. Akila had his head down in shame. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. And basically, Mowgli, as a result, was casted out from the pack of wolves he had to leave. Uh-huh. But before that, matter of fact, Mowgli stood he stood on his own, scared the hell out of Shere Khan and the hyena, and they took off running. Yeah, yeah. I do like that part. I love that part. Yeah. But at the same time, Akila yeah, looked yeah. at Mowgli in such shame, and Mowgli just looked around and just took off and ran. Yeah, I was pissed. I, I, was, I was so pissed because this movie did not establish that fire was a tool of man in a way that the animals, like we know, of course, if you burn out a jungle, that's bad. But nowhere in the first half of this film did they ever say, Mowgli, you know, we, we, we avoid fire because fire is a tool of destruction. They never, so for me, it was like, how are we supposed to know that? He's trying to save you. I was like, man, so maybe I'm missing something. But I was mad. I was like, nah, nigga. I, I, I saw that, too, in when he had his held, he held his head in shame. He called it the human's, uh, man's black magic or some shit like that. He said, that's one of the laws that you've broken. And then I'm like, well, he was trying to save you. Like, I'm thinking that they were going to be happy that he stood up on his own. And then they were just Mm -hmm, like, oh, no, mm -hmm, you got to leave. Go away. Bro, which is, first of all, that was some magic because it rained hard and that fire did not go out. Yeah, the fire never went out. What kind of fire that was? That fire never went out. But I was like, man, this is so, it felt so, I mean, I know it needed to happen for the movie to progress, but I was like, man, y'all, this boy has been through so much trauma and he's trying to do the right thing, but I, I, I just, I didn't like that. I felt that was unfair. Out of all the shit he'd been through, that was really unfair, I felt. Right. And uh, next thing you know, um, it cuts to the next day, and he's inside of he's inside of this cage, and there's people walking around. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know that he's in the man the man village. He's looking yeah. around. He looks confused. Uh, what what were your thoughts on this? Like when you saw him in that cage, bro? I was uh, okay. I'm of two minds. I was I was good. So I'm like okay. He ran down to the village. He pretty much is having a nervous breakdown with his fire. And homeboy slap him across the head and knock him out. When he wakes up in a cage, though, I thought he was going to wake up in a bed. Like they was going to wash him up and maybe put him in a bed. Maybe lock him in a room. But I was so angry. It, when I tell you, this movie brought a bunch of emotions out of me. But him being in this cage, 
like an animal when even if he's a wild person, and I don't even want to say you could have chained him up, but to put him in a cage like an animal and to know that that white man is the one who did it, I'm like, <laughs> this was this was a strip. I was like, colonizer, come on, man. You, this is a child. You you couldn't do nothing else. You put this nigga in a cage. I I was I was I was I wasn't for it, man. I was mad. Hell, to be honest. And, and another part, um, him waking up and being inside this cage is when he's just curled up in, like, in, not in the fetal position, but, like, rolled yeah. up. And the kids come around and start making fun of him, trying to poke him with the stick, just, like, mm-hmm. as if he was just different. Mm-hmm. Like, he was so different from them. And Mowgli reaches yeah. out, he grabs yeah. the stick and pulls the stick back, and the kid <laughs> the kid ah. bumps his head on yeah. the fucking, um, yeah. on the bar. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah man, I yeah, that that's uh, one thing about this film. It bought out. I, I don't really get too hung up on movies or characters, or anything. I understand what's going on. Like, damn, that's fucked up. But this movie right here, yeah. I was like, bro, it was bringing out a lot of emotions. I was reacting to some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. I I think for me, the the stressful thing, and this is because of my own living experience, seeing this white man in his colonizer get up feeding this boy through a slot in a cage and you got him in a cage underneath where you walk around. So it's like you, this is a human, no matter how different he is, you, ah, just, it's something about that being a white man. If he had been an Indian man, then I'm sure I still would have been upset, but it wouldn't just something about this white man thinking he got all the answers for this child. that you locked up like an animal. I just, ah, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I'm not for it, man. I'm just, Ah, I can't. I, I don't know. I just stress. And I wasn't. I'm upset. Great. <laughs> it was. It didn't bother me. I'm just, I mean, it didn't bother me that much. Yeah. But and, and the only reason why it didn't bother me him being in that cage was I'm thinking the villagers were you know seemed like the villagers were in on it somewhat. But yeah. Oh no. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. I it made you think, well. but yeah. at the same time, there there wasn't any explanation with that. So you just knew off top, it's yeah. this white man that captured this boy and just threw him in the cage, locked him up. Yeah. And he ain't gonna let him out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So he sits uh, all day in this cage. Uh, He's locked up all day, and he's watching. This man yeah. is watching him from up above, just looking over to see what he's doing. And it cuts to, mm-hmm. to the nighttime and. Bagheera, Bagheera magically just, you know, out of nowhere decides to visit him for whatever reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. How did you, how did you take that scene or what did you think what was going to happen? I, I didn't think he was going to rescue him. I never thought that. Oh. Um, I didn't really have any, any, any um, um, uh, predictions. I was um, excited to see him. I was interested in where the story was going because again, this is very different from the original source material. It's it's this is way different. Um, and but I also didn't think it was a goodbye. I did, but after the scene played out, again, a testament to how great this little boy is acting. Like he is the stress and the the weakness in your voice and how filthy you are. Like, I, I really like this scene, um, especially because we learn more about Bagheera's backstory, but I didn't know what to expect when I saw him. Um, I, this was one of those emotional scenes. Again, a heavy-ass scene where this boy proved how good of an actor he is exactly. against this CGI-ass panther. That's another so, scene right there that just showed it. I was like, this kid, man, who is this kid? Yeah. Because you hear a lot of people yeah. when they do movie reviews, uh, when they get to the kid actors, you know, they kind of roll their eyes and they be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they just stop mm-hmm. with the kid actors. This, for anyone that reviews this film, you cannot bash this kid. He did a damn good job. At all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, man. So. Whew. And heavy. then uh, it was just a, another heavy scene too. So, uh, and then of course it cuts to the next day. And the next day, uh, <clears throat> you see he wakes up and the cage is actually open. Like the yeah, yeah the cage is open. I'm like, oh okay, and like he opened it up. But before that, my thoughts on that scene between uh, Mowgli and Bagheera, I I thought Bagheera was gonna get hurt in that scene because right after Bagheera runs off, mm. the man is still standing like on the lookout, awake. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like he didn't do anything. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
I thought that was that was a little bit odd, but I, I actually I enjoyed that scene between Mowgli and Bagheera. day Mowgli sees this cage open he goes out he starts wandering around and um, I know in part one when we were talking about the uh, how he eats and you know the the traumatization that he's gone through throughout his childhood yeah. how he eats his food and what type of disease diseases he might have uh, he was trying to yeah. the white man was trying to teach him how to carve the cattle yeah and, yeah <laughs> and he just bit into it but then he tore off well, a piece and just started eating it raw and I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, he is really, he's really fucked up. Like, that's it, very. He's really been that's through it. a lot. But kind of um, taking a step back, the scene with Bagheera, it's us finding out that he was cap, not captive, maybe he was raised with, pretty much that he wore a collar before. He was somebody's property. And I really like this confession or this uh, kind of retcon or whatever, because we find out that, him escaping, I the way they set the story up, I don't know if he said I, I was arguing, I was I was angry until I wasn't. I gained their trust, so I'm assuming that he didn't bit somebody or he didn't ate somebody, which takes me back to that scene in, in part one where he chased Mowgli down and was over him and scaring the shit out of him. That's all I'm saying. I think he may be having some type of he being Bagheera, some type of flashback from when you was in captivity because the way you Hunting Mowgli, who is a human, is not the same way you hunt these other wolves. So, are you, nigga, are you having PTSD yourself? Are you trying to eat this little kid? Like exactly, because the way he came at him. I mean, when he went after the wolves first, so he just kind of just threw him to the side, whatever. Yeah. Kept going, but when he got to Mowgli, it was just it was a whole different story. I mean, you look like my captive, nigga. I'm finna <laughs> fuck you up. I ain't gonna wear no collar again, little boy. So I don't know. He was he. He was on some shit, but yeah. But he said, he said, make them trust you. And I'm just like, this movie is so heavy. Again, going back to the example from, you know, the part one where it's like this kid who the parent knows that you're different. And though it may be problematic, they're telling you just try to fit in. Because once you're, you know, graduated high school, you can go off and do your own thing. Once you get in this space where you're not in Iowa, you're in New York, you can be yourself. Though it is problematic, it's like, man, Play by their rules, let them trust you, and then either attack or escape. And I thought that was, I, I like this movie, man. This, yeah, it, me, shit. This is Same a good here, bro. Same here. And uh, uh, even though it, around this part, whenever he starts interacting more with the humans, um, he's getting more accepted by the kids. This, the pacing, it does get a little slow. But mm -hmm. what, what did you think of these random scenes of him trying to you be more humanized and being introduced to how to eat and how to walk and showing emotion in, in a human form. I, I liked it. Um, I, I have to point out not liking him being affectionate with the white man. And I say that because you had the woman who came in who watched him and was like a mother figure. And he was excited you know, to be around her. But I felt like the hunter who captured him, and maybe it's just me, but I didn't feel like it was earned. Like, Not well, maybe because he gave him the knife, so maybe. But either way, I was just, I liked his interaction with the kids, with the Indian woman, with the rest of the village. But him and that, the white man, the, I think it bothered me more so because Mowgli is Indian. He's visibly Indian. Why is there not an Indian caring for him? Mm -hmm. Like, once and I, you're I figured... done, you caught Shere Khan and you moved on. Mm -hmm. No, I figured it like, was this woman what, what, that was caring for him 
was going to be the one. Yeah, but when, like when we see him later on sitting with the white man and the, by the fire and they're talking and stuff, it just, I don't and again, it may be just me, but it did, it came off, I just didn't like that and because I felt like he was in danger. And, it, and that's probably because I'm black and because of where I live, but I kept feeling like Mowgli is in danger with this white man. There he So I think the, the movie did a good job at showing the scenes, and if I was another person, I could see how him hugging the, the white man was fine. I can see intellectually how this is a good series of events, but I just couldn't take my emotions out. I was just afraid for him the whole time. Like, what is this white man going to do to you? Right. You are a savage human, quote-unquote. Is he going to stuff you too? Is he going to sell you? Is he, like, what is the end game? Exactly. So I mean, uh, I mean, it shows. I, I mean, when <laughs> not to jump ahead, but when Mowgli discovered the uh, the tusk, the missing tusk. Yes, yes. And yes. when he first, yes. man, that's still one of the scenes in this movie that just like it got me. I was just like, dude, really? Um, but not to yes. jump ahead. Now, the, this Indian woman that's caring for him. I wish they showed more of her. They they showed her a little bit, but I wish they yeah. got to her character a little more. Not enough. I was like, yo, bro, yeah. I, who is she, man? Because yes. I, yeah. I wanted yeah, to know more, so much uh, more about her. Yeah. she. Uh, I think she did a damn good job with what she was given. Um, but yeah, like, yo, I wish we had seen more of her. Because again, we don't, like I said before in part one, I don't know. He had two paths to take. And I would have liked to have seen what more could have been. Um, but yeah, which I just think we could have did more with scenes from him and her versus him and that white man. Exactly. Because if I'm going to be acclimated into this man's world, why not do it with people who look like me? Not that you can't have a child of a different race, but the hunter, I didn't know what his intentions were. It felt like he was just trying to kill Shere Khan and move on. It didn't feel like he was a permanent resident in this space. So for you to be caring for this boy, he needs something consistent and familiar. Once you get Shere Khan, are you leaving? You know, I, maybe that's just me being too deep, but I, I don't I, think you're going, I'm not, I don't think you're too far off because I think that was his, I think that was solidified when they were sitting around that campfire, what his intentions really yeah, were. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't give a shit. Yeah. He wanted the tiger and he's like, all right, cool. We moving on. Cause even he was being questioned by the, the village. Yeah. Yeah. A question is asked. I'm like, okay. Bro. Like... <laughs> I don't like that. Nigga. I don't like that. And this motherfucker, he is actually, I used to watch uh, Once Upon a Time. He's Prince Charming, and I didn't like his ass in there either. Oh, like, Lord. Fuck man. that dude. Fuck this actor. I mean, he, not for real. I don't know the nigga, but I ain't like him. Yeah, I'm, I like he's, so he's he's in Once Upon a Time? Yeah, he's Prince Charming. He's no white uh, dude. And it's, it's a whole thing. I only watched like season one and two. It got to be entirely too much. It's like empire for white people who love Disney movies. Because that <laughs> shit is all over the goddamn place. I don't know what the fuck going on. I think they, they had like a... kind of shit. Throwing people. They had like an Alice in Wonderland real, special or like, some shit. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, it ain't, I'll probably catch the first two seasons. I've never watched Once Upon a Time. It's, it's interesting. I think it's one of those shows where that first season, it is campy, it is, but I think that's the better season because it's like, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. They knew they had one season kind of get it right, and it was fun, but, oh, and talk about horrible child actors, it's a motherfucker in there who's annoying as shit. And so, <laughs> that's my two cents on that shit. <laughs> fuck that one, nigga. Um, so, yeah. now, okay, now, we just okay. We were talking about this man's intentions, this hunter's intentions, what his real intentions were. Yeah. And after the campfire scene, it shows Mowgli just basically walking through this room of the hunter's belongings, like everything that he had. You find mm-hmm. out that he does taxidermy, and you see like oh yeah the different animals that he's killed and hunted. And... No, go, ahead. go right ahead. Go ahead. Now, now before that, cause you got, we got, we missing the scene where his wolf brother comes to find him in man's village. Right. Right. He got that knife on his neck. And he's like, hey, you look like, cause that, and I, and I only bring it up because this is the scene where I stood up clapping for Mowgli. Homeboy was like, well, we need help. Shere Khan is the gopher. He can push us to the edge of the, of the jungle 
And Monkey's like, fuck you niggas. Point blank period. You motherfuckers. I, he's like, oh, you my brother. I want your brother when you motherfuckers sent me away. You right. know, like, that was, I love this scene. You didn't I, speak I, up for him. You didn't say nothing. You didn't even try to defend him. Right. That was that was the scene. God. I was just like, wow. It, yeah, yes. And he, oh, come home. He said, oh, nigga, this is my home. Fuck you, you blue-eyed devil. Because his brother did have blue eyes and white and black fur. But it was just. I, oh my man, I fucking love this thing because I felt like he was finally vindicated. Like all the shit he'd been through, I'm finally safe. And you motherfuckers want to pull me back in? Why? Like that's selfish as shit. Y'all know better than Shere Khan. He ain't had to Fuck. run on his hands and legs. He ain't had to swing from the tree limbs and bust his ass every second. Uh, yeah. This woman yeah. that was taking care of him the past, however long he was in the village, bro. Like who knows? Why, yeah. why would I go back? She was beautiful, man. I'm. Oh yeah, she was. That motherfucker. She. I seen her before. Now, you know, I can't remember what I'm. I, I'm gonna look her up. But she, she. Oh my god, she is so beautiful. She is. Uh, let me calm down. But yeah, she. Um, her face looks very familiar. Uh, trying to see. Trying to. See, I, I know I've seen her face. Yeah, but I, I like her 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 interaction. She and and that's the other thing. She did so much with so little. Uh, Frida Pinto. Uh, damn, she was born in eighty four. Oh god, damn. She's she born in eighty four. Um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, Planet oh. of the Apes, Immortals, uh, Mowgli, Love Sonia, Gorilla, Yamsung. The pe- looks like a lot of what do you call? Oh, I don't want to be disrespectful. Is it Bollywood? No, Bollywood films. Um, I, I'll just say that because I don't know the the terminology. Um, Black Knight, Blunt Force. Uh, Night of Cups, yeah, these look like Desert Dancer. These look like a lot of foreign films. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's her. Yeah, Slumdog uh, Millionaire was the shit. Yeah, that's where I know her from. Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. so yeah. Okay. I won't pretend that I intend to stop living. standing up for himself and just saying what he had to say yeah it cuts to the scene after the campfire scene and everything and the hunter getting drunk Mm -hmm. and sharing his intentions you just see all of this stuff that he's collected like dead animals and then all of a sudden and they didn't this is the one thing they didn't hold back at all on this at all Mm -hmm. the camera pans right over into boot and at first i thought it was boot that was just like there to greet him like Hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, no, that's like, <laughs> I'm serious. I thought it was Boot just there to greet Mowgli, yeah. and I'm like, no, he's dead. Just standing there, like, yeah. And you find out, that's where I found out. I'm like, oh, wait, he's a taxidermist. Yeah. And I, that's when I got mad. And seeing, yeah. you know, movies, like I said, I don't get caught up into it. That's the first time in a long time mm-hmm. in a, watching a movie where I got super angry. Yeah. Because the last yeah. time we saw yeah. Boot was that, you know, Mowgli shouting yeah. and yelling at him and telling him to go away. Yeah, yeah. Which was, like I said, in part one, it's it's, it's sad, but indirectly or directly, Mowgli is the reason why Boot has been killed and stuffed. You know, that argument you had with him had to have set off a chain of events that made him run away and get caught. And it's, it's, it's sad. Like, man, again, this... I do get mad at movies, and this shit, I was emotional as fuck. I was <laughs> mad as shit, and this is another space where I was afraid for Mowgli because the he the taxidermist is going after all these different wild animals, and Mowgli, though he's a human, he's very different from the villagers. He don't even speak English like they do. I I took it as him speaking English with the animals 
was for the audience so we could understand that they could speak. But I don't think he was speaking English when he spoke. It was probably, it just, it didn't seem like English with the animals was the same English with the men. Right. So when that white man was over his shoulder with that lamp, I was like, oh, are you going to kill him? Are you going to keep him captive? Are you going to put him in a circus? Like It was like he was gloating on how, he was just basically gloating at the accomplishment of catching that wolf. And that's how I was like, okay, yeah. this yeah. man, that's right there. Because I didn't think anything of it, but when I saw that, he started smiling. I said, okay, this man is a villain. Yeah, He's one of the yeah. ones that needs to yeah. be taken out. And Mowgli was smart about it. like even when he he mentioned um, the colonizer was like yeah I don't um, I've never missed a kill that was one that was an elephant but I got his tusk I'm like damn that's the callback to like the first what twenty minutes of the film that's what I'm saying like these small things that are laid out that come to fruition towards the end that meant that was so important man it's a good movie mm-hmm. it's it a damn good movie mm-hmm. and um. Then, uh, now, this this next scene where he's just sitting there by the water. Yeah. Is that where he yeah. was getting ready to basically run back into... Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's no, not gonna, the scene. No. That scene led up to him sneaking into the hunter's room with that knife yeah. that he gave him. Yes. Yeah. And then you see the yeah. tusk that's oh, just God, like off to the side. And I thought he was going to do... I thought he was going to kill him. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And I, I was again still scared for Mowgli because like if you do this, you're justified. You know, you've been from the jungle and he fucked up your friend. But what comes next if you kill this man? And I was so nervous. Like, man, do not end this man's life because I don't know how. I then the rest of the film won't be predictable to me. And I was stressing out. But he didn't. He he returned to Tusk and was like, you know, nigga, I know who did this shit to you. So, eh. That boy's smart. Same thing, like, and I'm thinking, like, him, if he had killed this man, it would have been, like, a law that he's broken. Like, a law of the jungle. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, shit, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. well, maybe that's why he didn't do, he didn't stab him or anything. He didn't kill him. He just decided Mm -hmm. to grab the tusk and bring it to him, and then he just started concocting this entire plan to take down Shere Khan and the hunter. I thought that was dope. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I did too. That was so dope. Um, I did too. And I, um, yeah, that nigga was, I mean, that little boy was smart. And I, God, this was written so well. It it was convincing. It was, it was so, because why wouldn't he have killed him? But to know that this is, this is how we go, man, this was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot, I've asked a few people, I was like, man, you seen that, um, you seen that Mowgli movie on Netflix? They're like, there's a jungle book movie that came out this year. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I say, uh, yeah. they say, is it better than the 2016 version? I said to me, yes, it's better. It's much better, much better direction. The way it's written, the dialogue is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. didn't hold back on this. And there's like, who directed? I say Andy circus. And as soon as I say Andy circus, yes. they get excited. They're like, Oh shit. I gotta mm-hmm. go watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Understandably. So I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Man. Now, um, so uh, this next sorry. scene, uh, after he starts getting everyone together, Bagheera agrees, the pack agrees, Baloo agrees, everyone agrees, and Mowgli just goes out. I forgot where he went to, but he just started calling out Shere Khan's name. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yeah, he starts howling like a wolf. Yeah. I like that because it's like he knows he's a man, but then he, he didn't forget about who he really was growing up as a wolf so him calling out Shere Khan and then him start you know he started howling I thought that was just a good callback because I think that was a result of you know his choice that he's made that he's finally going to go back to the jungle yeah yeah I um yeah I agree and I I, I did like that as well um I think the direction that this actor was given and the way that this story was written was very smart a lot of this felt genuine and convincing it didn't seem like oh he a kid why would he think to do this or do that uh one scene in particular that happened right before the the howling scene mm-hmm. is when he asks which one of you will follow me and we're gonna kill Shere Khan and uh Akila Akila what's that nigga name Akila Akila right he's like well no we can't break the rules of the jungle and I like that Mowgli stood up to him oh but yeah his one ass. thing I kind of want to he, I, this is where I started to really not like him because he said, 
when you were a cub, when you were a kid, I looked in your eyes and I saw no fear. Now I see you as a man or something to that effect, which really for me read as, because he said, we, well, I thought you could bring peace to the jungle. You're using me as a tool. No matter what you have to say about Shere Khan, is your love for me even genuine? Shere Khan genuinely wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. He killed my parents. But you, one, Ka is talking about the jungle been watching me. The streets is watching. They've been watching me since I was a kid. <laughs> I feel like Bagheera and Baloo, they both really like him. But my mere existence here is a means to an end. You didn't really give a fuck about me. You wanted me to bring peace to the jungle? Nigga, what peace? Before I was here, y'all was doing whatever the fuck y'all doing. Is the peace me killing Shere Khan? Is the peace me running men away? What is the peace? Because no matter what the peace is, you never gave a fuck about me. And this is the first time I'm hearing about this, that I thought you would bring peace to the jungle and this and that. So you never gave a damn. I was just a means to an end. That's even worse than Shere Khan because he wanted to kill me. You yeah, act yeah. like you my friend, like you, like I wanted y'all, and you using me. So That's like him sitting there saying, what is the we truth? don't want to break the law. And I'm like, bro, Akila, like, you realize this is the same... Shere Khan is the same person that egged yes. on that egged on the fight between you and the pack of wolves. Yes. Like, and oh. you're still trying to go against this kid. It, this, this, that's nigga. why I just like you know what this this character is just Man, to me. Mad. That's what that's my initial thought. Like towards the end, I was like, okay, this character is just uninteresting. He's just there to give you this mm-hmm. um, mystique uh, or Mufasa esque, like I said in part one. Like yeah. he's just there to be there. Mm-hmm. I, nah. I don't even care for this dude or this this wolf. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And then not a fan. Not a fan. And then it gets to um it cuts into the fight, him howling and then Shere Khan coming yeah. out as he's howling, he's holding this knife and Shere Khan he was like, "Oh, holding yeah. a mantle." I thought yeah. that was so dope that him doing that just is like this duality of him being a man and then being yeah. a wolf. I thought that was dope. And even even his appearance, like he's all once he gets with man, he's washed, he's lighter, his hair is more controlled with this like little rubber band, his clothes, but when he comes up to Shere Khan, he took that fucking ponytail out, he's wearing his scars proudly, he got his, his knife and his fucking loincloth with it. Like he's it's like he threw he said, Fuck all that shit. I'm a I'm gonna let this uh what they call that weave? Three B, two C, whatever color weave that is. I'm gonna let this shit out. I'm I'm ready for war. Like he, bro. I just that was a really good scene too. I really I really like this kid. I want to see more of him. Whatever the fuck he do, I want to see it. Cause this ah. Uh, and then it gets to this <laughs> final showdown between bro. This fight. You know how in past iterations of the Jungle Book, the fight between Shere Khan and Mowgli, like. Mm-hmm. It was almost like there were some close calls, but they really didn't get mm-hmm. near each other like that. This right here, this fight, yeah, it was like oh. face to face. He jumped on top of Shere Khan and started stabbing him, and then yeah. Shere Khan mm-hmm. threw him off, and then Mowgli runs up this tree, and the entire time, mm-hmm. it was a close call, and you thought he was going to like claw Mowgli at one point at, on that tree. It's, it was now, just it was a damn tree, good fight. If you remember back in part one when uh, Bagheera was chasing him that's that's like the scene not beat for beat but that's exactly how he was dealing with Bagheera when he was uh stuck in that tree right it's like again taking shit that happened in the beginning and showing a payoff at the end because if he hadn't went through that Bagheera would he have instinctively thought to go up this tree you know what mm. I'm saying like the way he fought him okay it was smart like he was using the shit he dealt with before and it paid off in a life or death situation like that make you think yeah. if was Bagheera really trying to hurt him or was Bagheera doing that as like trying to set him up uh, for success in the like in the near future or something? You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I this fight was it was a damn good fight. Though that though Shere Khan is CGI, I was still on on pins and needles. Yeah, because you didn't. It looked so damn real. Because uh, what scene? Yeah, what scene? Yeah, they're in the little the circle pit. With the elephants surrounding him. Yeah. I thought the elephants were mm-hmm. just going to stand there. And then when I realized the elephants were actually helping him, like, when Shere Khan got near yeah. him, they just hit his ass and knocked him down. I'm like, okay, this is dope. I like this fight. 
It just gave yeah. Mowgli a chance. This, yeah. bro. And then uh, I think uh, the main elephant who had the torn mm-hmm. tusk. Yeah. He just runs straight to the village after the guy. He, yeah, he pointed out where the guy was. He yeah. just runs straight to the, the village. That's your tusk. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was oh, just, man. I was waiting. Yeah. Dead. And speaking of that damn hunter dude, uh, Lord, okay. when he grabbed the gun to, you know, load up and go shoot Shere Khan and him, yeah. you know, Shere Khan and Mowgli are fighting, but he shoots Mowgli on accident. Yeah. I was like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I said, just Bro. kill his ass. Yeah. Kill him. I don't care. Yeah. And it was a, a flesh wound. Like it didn't go through his body. I think it hit his arm. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's like, nigga, you... You so worked up to get this tiger that you you really and that's, this is why I say I never trusted this man because and I, I don't give a fuck what you say tweet me carefree blurs send me an email carefreeblacknerd at gmail dot com I do not care if this was a little white boy that that shot would have been spot on you would not have hit this shot but you he's collateral damage because you're just so hung up on getting this goddamn tiger like that. Ah, I, and then he was I like, like him, bro. I don't like him. He was all drunk and hung over and shit, so your vision won't perfect. Yes. But I guess it was to add more emotion, but when he shot him, man, I said, What the fuck? Really? Well, like the optics. It just it I was yeah. mad that was another yeah. scene that actually got me mad too. I was like, Come on, dude. That's like where's this elephant yeah. at? And then you, you and once the elephant yeah. hit his ass, the elephant hit his ass and that was it. You didn't see him after that. I'm like, okay, where do where does yeah. white man go? PG thirteen movie, I, it just maybe because I'm so old. I'm like, there's a lot of violence and shit in this, this mm-hmm. movie. But maybe yeah, when maybe, I actually saw it, it uh, wasn't cussing. When I saw the mm-hmm. the rating for it, and I saw PG thirteen, I was like, yeah. Oh, I said, is this gonna take a darker approach, or is this gonna be like more kid friendly? Like you know, Pirates of the Caribbean's PG thirteen. Yeah, but Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. doesn't really go like beyond. Like they don't get like really really violent like that mm-hmm. this went this went violent like you saw bloodshed the scars on yeah. ugly and mm-hmm. to mention you know a little detail you know like on where the where Shere Khan had scratched him on his arm yeah that fight where mm-hmm. he that final showdown where he came face to face inside of the jungle with Shere Khan you see how yeah much different it was like a different yeah. color on his arm like it was infected almost yeah yeah man I was like mm-hmm. damn mm-hmm. that's like this detail yeah, uh, kudos to the um, hair and makeup department because that that boy looked like he been through hell. That yeah. And then uh, so this then, fi- I don't know if oh, go ahead. Oh no no I'm I'm just I'm I'm looking at the that scene and I don't know if because I mean kids can have six packs right or is that because if not makeup did a damn good job at like airbrushing his stomach and I say that because you see all these scars but you see how different he looks from the other kids in the in the village because he looks cut not that he's a bodybuilder but him versus them other kids that's a, you know they're a little chunky they look like there's a visible difference between the way his body looks and the way the other kids look that's i think more pronounced during this fight that's like this is like a tiny little man right like, <laughs> yeah. right right um, yeah and you know what ooh. this final fight right here it got a little got a little cloudy for me like after the hunter mm-hmm. was after the hunter was killed I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then when Shere Khan was kind of like damaged, oh, that's right, Akila. Yeah. Akila decided to um, get some nuts about him and basically sacrifice himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you, oh, you actually did something. Thank you. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he actually right. did something. Oh, Jesus fucker. Christ! I'm like, this dude is ridiculous. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was Fuck actually. Him. The final fight, like the final blow to Shere yeah. Khan, that was probably Ooh. one of my favorite parts in that movie. That's, that fucked me up. 
I wasn't ready. Oh, you weren't ready for ready. that? That's one of my favorite no, parts. No, because he tricked me. He tricked me. I thought he, he was, was dead. I thought Shere he was down was the there, he... Slowly closing his eyes. And I'm like, oh, damn. I was like, that's, that's it. But then I was like, are they about to pull off this movie cliche where, like, kind of like the last scare? Um, and, of course, they go and do it. Yeah. Shere Khan jumped up. Yeah. Mowgli backed away. And then stabbed him on top of his head. Yes, which was, bro, in that moment when he came down, I, I, again, emotion. The whole movie had me fucked up, but that part. When he stabbed him, what did he say to Shere Khan? He said something like, rest easy or something. something. He, said, he said rest and don't be angry. What did he say? Don't, don't, fuck. Something about like, don't be angry or rest and be angry no more or sleep and something to that effect, but. Even that was poetic. He was like, yeah. ah, I got you, bitch. But he was like, you know. You went through all rest. that hell, and then that was yeah. just the last thing that you had to say to him. I was like, damn. Man. Now he'd be fucked up if, if some tigers finally show up. A pride of fucking tigers. Like, oh, oh, oh bitch. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, judging how yeah, Andy Serkis does his films, um... Yeah. I, it looks like there's there's more to be told with this. I hope so, for real, dude. This is I again, even if it ain't Mowgli's story, if it's just a story within this world, like I, again, I want to know what the fuck Shere Khan was up to all this time, you know, or even Bagheera, what was his life? I, and I and this made me me, you know, running with it, but I think that maybe he was with some Indian wealthy person, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a king or some shit, and then you got too wild and they set you free. What was your life like before you showed up in the jungle? Like, right. Uh, I, I want to know more. Now, Baloo... I want to know more. I think Baloo, if there was ever a, a backstory or origin story, it seems like Baloo might have been yeah. part of some type of circus. I thought so, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's not even... It's kind of going off in this movie because you see a bit of the... Uh, the movements of Baloo, but then if you go back to past, you know, interpretations of the Jungle Book, it almost seems as if yeah. he was part of a circus. If he, if there was an origin for yeah. him, yeah. See, that, it's so much that could be done, man. I and I always do this on myself. I go, oh well, if you take this care and give him a Netflix series, making eight episodes and this and that. But this honestly is a, a movie that. You can do a few prequels, do a do a, a, a six episode miniseries on Netflix, one episode taking one set of characters and just watch them and then watch Mowgli. And, you know that would be cool as the fuck, like. But you know, except for Akila, I, I, I don't give a damn about his backstory. I'm fucking him. Okay, he gave too many goddamn um, problems in this movie. <laughs> man, he was so. Man, he was. He was trash, man. Like, I don't... Somebody who, like, kind of like Black Lightning, in the sense that, nigga, you got all this power in the world, you can do all this shit, but you want to gotta follow the rules of the police and freedom and this and that. Nigga, you can fly. Man, fuck the rules exactly. of the police. You... Yeah, he... I don't I hate that nigga. I, don't, I can't... I don't like him, man. Don't get me started on Kill something. Kill him again. There's some superheroes that I, I just talk shit all day. On this show right now. Good. Because I got it. <laughs> it's just some stupid man, shit. For real. Oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, so, that that's pretty much the end of the film. Um, after him killing Shere Khan, you get this uh, this exposition, this narration of from Ka. Basically, yeah. basically explaining the choice that Mowgli made. Um, that he made. Of staying within the jungle, staying mm-hmm. with a pack of wolves and everyone else. I was kind of hoping that there would have been some interaction between the rest of the village and some of the animals, maybe. But maybe I'm going a little yeah. too far with that. No, I, I yeah, I think even with Mowgli, because again, my my thought was always that Mowgli was going to be the thing to unite both. Maybe not animals and humans living together, but I felt he would have been the thing to stop them from maybe hurting the animals or, you know, bring some type of truth, but maybe it just didn't fit, but I wanted more of Mowgli and the humans and the animals and the humans. Like, right. Again, bring us food, we'll cook it, and we can feed you. Like, so, yeah, that uh, that's basically the end of this film, man. Um, all I have to say is for anyone that's listening, I hope y'all take the time 
jump on Netflix. I know y'all got an account. You're using your homeboy's account, homegirl, whoever, <laughs> and just watch the hell out of this movie. It's a damn good take on the Jungle Book. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yes. what were your, your, so your initial thoughts, basically, uh, for the second half? The second half, I I was excited for seeing Mowgli with, uh, with the men, the village. Um, I was disappointed in the interactions with the hunter. Um, even without knowing his backstory and how he got to the village, I just felt like even the way he lived, he lived elevated above everyone else in that village. I didn't see him contribute nothing. He skinned that animal, yeah, but did you catch it? Did you hunt it down? You had everybody uh, herding cattle, living in their homes that were on ground level, having celebrations, but then your white ass, you bring your colonizing ass over here. You you then built this high-ass condo. You then captured this. All in all, I did not like him. Um, you just threw a, like the, a whole new perspective. Yeah. Not when you said him living up above in that village. That just, that took yeah. me, that threw me off, man. Because oh. it, it was, because it, if, if you are truly in this, even if you're just here to kill the tiger, if you're here to help us by killing this tiger, quote unquote, help us, why are you elevated? Like, why does this man, because the man who asked him, uh, what the fuck is up? When you killing the tiger? Oh, in due time. That man seemed like he was more angry at the presence of this. Why? Because what are you doing? You here, you supposed to be killing this tiger. I don't know how much time has passed, if it's a month, a couple of weeks, but you ain't did it yet. Mm-hmm. You getting drunk off our wine or whatever. You hunting these animals. You probably sleeping with some of these women. Yeah, I don't know. You may be, but and then you looking at us from your ivory tower. What are you doing, man? You not you not adding no value to our lives. Right, right. I to my just fuck him. And I hope Mowgli and Homegirl from um, Slim Dog Millionaire let her be his mama. And I want to see that movie. You know what happens after that? Because. Fuck him. I was mad. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was mad. <laughs> yeah, my take on this, uh, on the yeah. second half. Now, I do like the interaction that he got with the humans. The pacing. The pacing was a bit slow, but I really did enjoy the interaction he had with the woman that was taking care of him. Yeah. The interaction with the hunter, the, the white man, I didn't... That was... I. That was... But it really got wiped away once he walked into that man's room and he mm. saw all of the dead yeah. animals and then he came across boot that did it for me i was like all right i'm yeah. totally off this dude um leading up to you know him standing up for himself you know to the pack of wolves or to i can't think of the wolf's name that came to visit him but i love how he stood up to him and told him brother. his brother he just called him brother i don't think he said his name Oh, I just like how he stood up to him and told him, he was like, no, this is my home now. That was an amazing scene. And then just leading up to the the final fight scene between Mowgli and Shere Khan, I thought that was amazing. Mm -hmm. We'd never seen anything like that before. They were all up on each other, like up close and personal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. One of the better... uh, One of the better Netflix original films. I'm not too... I I bash a lot of Netflix originals, but this is one of the better ones. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, They did a damn good job. And casting was great, too. I feel like the hunter did not have to be a white man. I I just think... But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Everybody need to check. But (laughs) he honestly wasn't even needed. Well, he kind of... Whatever. I just... Clearly, I don't like him. So, let me... Oh, no, 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 the, the feeling, the feeling is mutual, man, because mm-hmm. the feeling is mutual, because yeah. when I saw Boot, that did it, I was like, all right, fuck this guy, <laughs> fuck him, yeah. I was so mad, Yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I love this film, and anybody that's listening to this, to everyone that's taking their time out, go check out part one of this review, uh, check out this movie, I know you got a damn Netflix account, so yeah. do yourself a service, and uh check it out um that wraps up this episode episode 102 of the social introvert podcast thank you for listening uh let them know where they can follow you yes y'all this is rain coleman the carefree black nerd follow me on twitter carefree blurred the most immediate way to get in touch with me everywhere else carefree black nerd um the series of shows and hashtags and all that good shit carefreeblacknerd.com is the hub for all things CBN and of course BYNK Radio you can check me out over there in the podcast section 
And uh, I hope to hear from some of y'all soon. Um, let's let's swap followers or some shit. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Carefree Black Nerds Twitter handle, Instagram handle, all of that will be in the description. Check out this man's show. I always listen, man. He's got multiple series. Riverdale. He's. I, I can't even like. I'm drawing a blank because I'm. I'm listening. I'm <laughs> rambling every time it gets to his podcast. Uh, check him out, Carefree Black Nerd. And a uh, real quick shout out to. Uh, first of all. Shout out to Carefree Black Nerd Podcast for joining this show with me, this episode. And uh, shout out to Random Tandem, Conversation Con Artists, 12 Kyle Podcast. And shout out to the BYNK family. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, follow me at Isid Davis, I-S-I-D-D-A-V-I-S. Send your thoughts, emails, you want to be a guest on the show, do not hesitate. Send those over to the Social Introvert Podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, peace. Radio.